You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you once again for another Survivor Game Changers episode recap. Episode six is done and dusted uh, in our fifth week. Get confused how you like with that, but uh, it is how it is working out. Big episode, lots to talk about. I'll first of all start off by saying my name is Ben, and as a youth, I was alone a lot with a pony as well. Just, I wanted to <laughs> let people know that uh, in case they were wondering. But I'm excited to welcome another special guest to help recap this episode with me. Another good friend of Survivor Oz is jumping over to the Oz Network. It is a pleasure to welcome from Survivor Thailand, the one, the only, Miss Tanya Vance. Tanya, welcome to the Oz Network. Hello. Welcome, welcome. It's exciting to have you back. We, we we miss your voice and we thought we'd have to get it back here on this separate show because, you know, the listeners are, are craving hearing some Thailand love. You know I love the season <laughs> and we know we love you, so why not just make it a, a, a party by having you on this episode? Absolutely, with a little southern drawl. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, that's what we always like. We like those accents. You know that I loved them when I was with you guys, and I just I just need to keep hearing them. We don't hear your accents, in, particularly in Tasmania, so, you know, please keep speaking southern for us. That's all we want. Will do. <laughs> <laughs> now, we always generally start off, of course, by quickly touching on general thoughts of the season so far. I mean, as I said, we're kind of six episodes in now, so we're pretty much a third of the way, nearly halfway through this season, actually. Uh, are you enjoying Survivor Game Changers? I have to tell you, I've not really said this out loud, but I think this is my favorite season. Wow. It, it's awesome. Yes, I love it. Wow. Now, is, is that down to... Anything in particular? Are you liking the cast? Are you, are you liking the gameplay? Or is it just kind of all gelling together that you're really finding it, that you're enjoying it more than you thought you would? I think just the little twist that's going on and the drama and just Sandra was awesome. It's going to be sad without her. Mm. <laughs> but it was awesome. But um, I don't know. I just think the twists and, um, you know, they keep merging and so people can't really form alliances like normal. Everything keeps getting changed up and... Oh, my gosh, tonight was so cool where she, um, I kept thinking, poor Debbie. And then when she got <laughs> to that boat, I was like, are you serious right now? That was awesome. <laughs> and to have Cochran, it was crazy. Yeah, there's, there's a lot to talk about this episode, actually, particularly with that kind yeah. of thing. And, and then you mentioned Sandra. I, I think we probably really should even just start off with Sandra because, look, okay. it's... It's it's interesting. I, I know we spoke about it last week on the show that he's a he's a two time winner who's coming into a season. She really has nothing to prove. I mean, she should have been the first to go. There's just so much about her that has just been so different. And I, I said last week I felt that she'd improved her reputation with how she was oh, playing yeah. this season. And, and how is that even possible? But we see something that we've never seen before in 20, uh, 34 seasons of Survivor. Sandra Diaz Twine gets voted out. I mean, look, you, you enjoyed Sandra. I mean, how how did you take her gameplay? Because as I said, like she she did things this season that I guess some people maybe weren't expecting her to do. She got away with a lot of things, and somehow she wasn't the first voted out. She was the sixth voted out. How is that even possible? It's crazy. It just shows how good she is. Like they talked about it tonight, and it's so true. Like even when they knew that they needed to vote her out, and she came and talked to them, she has a way of talking to you that makes you feel right at home and that she's not a threat. And so I'm friends with her, so I see it. And, it I mean, she is good. I mean, she won two times for a reason. I mean, she knows how to play the game. And more importantly, she knows how to network people and take the heat off her when she needs to. I, 
to be honest, when it came down to tribal council, I was thinking, man, she is getting away with it again. I really thought that, you know, Ozzy was getting ready to go. So she's pretty brilliant when it comes to Survivor. And it's crazy because her name was always thrown out. You know, she's a two-time winner. We're going to get rid of her. And, I mean, she obviously outlasted Tony. I mean, her and Tony were obviously the two ones that were being targeted the most <laughs> pregame we saw and all that kind of things. But, yeah, it's, just, it's yeah. Just crazy to think that how she, she managed to have that control over Nuku before this switch. And then, as you said, like, even in tribal, I mean, I think we'll get to that. Like, I, a lot of that was kind of down to what the hell was Ty doing? Um, yeah. But, like, Sandra Yeah, just, that was weird. She was so calm. Like, I love that confessional before she goes into trouble, basically saying, like, you know, look, I'm going to throw Ty under the bus. You know, I'm not going down without a fight. I'm the queen. Like, typical Sandra. She didn't have to do any of that because Ty just imploded. I mean, we'll get to that. But yeah. It's it's crazy, like, as you were saying about how, um, was it uh, Andrea who said it about, or was it Sarah saying about how she just suckers them in? Sarah. Basically, yeah, how she Sarah. walks in. And, and as you said, you know her. I've interviewed her several times, and she is one of those people that I feel even just talking to on, on Skype that you just, you are engaged in what they are saying. I mean, I can't imagine what she's like in person. Is she, does everybody just hover around her at Hearts of Reality? Is she just like the magnet that everybody wants to go to? You know... To be honest, not really. I mean, they do, and they get her autograph a lot, but she sat beside me for multiple times um, throughout the years. And, I mean, not really. I mean, I think a lot of times when you have newer people, they'll go to them. But, she, I mean, she definitely gets a lot of attention. Don't get me wrong. She's definitely really popular, but it's crazy. Sometimes the people that you don't expect to have the most attention um, are kind of newer players or... I don't know, but people do love her, and she's awesome. And I've never seen her be disrespectful to a fan. I've never seen her mean to people or have an ego. Like, she kind of comes across a little raw when you watch her on TV. And a lot of people that I work with are like, oh, I hate that girl. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, she's awesome. So, I mean, she she just plays the game really good. And that's, that's part of it. You know, like Brian Hoddick, you know I love him. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. In person, he is awesome. He just knew how to play the game. He knew how to kind of manipulate people, and that's a skill. It's it's. In- I remember the very first time I ever interviewed Sandra, you know, you get a bit excited, you know, he's Sandra, two-time winner, and just um, kind of going to what you're saying about how she has that persona on TV, I, I couldn't get over how like, polite and respectful she came across at the beginning of the interview, like, so many pleases and thank yous and just so nice and, like, and I'm not trying to say that Sandra's not nice, but it's kind of, you see yeah. this persona on TV similar to what you were saying, like, if you met Brian Hardick, you would have a, a an image of him. If you meet Richard Hatch, you have an image of them because you see them on TV, but I guess they're very good at separating that kind of TV persona from their their real life persona, and I mean, I gradually over the sort of the many interviews I had with Sandra, uh, you know, it you know her character comes out at Sandra, and I still to this day one of the most memorable moments I ever had on Survivor Oz. I think it was during our Blood vs Water recap, and we're talking about Rupert, and she literally just turns around at one point and goes, "You know what? Fuck Rupert. I'm so sick of him. <laughs> like, just, just <laughs> completely cold, like typical Sandra." And, and she will so be missed. Funny. She's had so much airtime this season. What do we What do we do now without Sandra on this season, Tanya? I don't know. Like I'm telling you, she is pure entertainment. And I, t- I tell people that all the time. I'm like, listen, you may not like how she's playing, but she is playing. And she like looked into the camera when she did that to Michaela with the sugar. <laughs> yes. And I mean, that was crazy. Oh, it's so good. And and that, kind of going back to what I was saying about her her reputation. A lot of people, I, I think, would probably come into this season and think, well, why does Sandra need to play again? She's just going to ruin her legacy. She's not going to win a third time. 
I, I still would argue she comes out of this uh, with a with a better reputation. I mean, I said this to Kelly last week. Even if she gets voted out next week, and I obviously cursed her, um, but mm-hmm. like, I I don't think that she leaves this game with a lesser reputation. Again, if anything, mm-hmm. I feel that she's improved it. I think she kind of showed her skill set this time, so people can kind of appreciate it a little more. Like, I don't think people really appreciated her wins, maybe. Mm. Until that, that's my opinion because when I saw her this time, I'm like, man, she's got skills. I mean, she's so good at it, and she knows I love her. But I mean, she she's so good. Yeah, I, I agree with that because it's kind of like I mean, I was one that would just say like, look, she's won two times, fair enough. But I mean, if you separate her wins, neither of her wins by themselves was exactly you know groundbreaking. You know, she as long as it's not me strategy was kind of her go to, which works. You can't go against it. But yep. this time around, not only is she, I think this might have been the very first episode she actually uttered the words "as long as it's not me" all season. But she she's mm-hmm. forceful. I mean, she took out two winners. She's you know yep. scrambling at the last minute, like you know as we saw today, trying to basically you know say like, look. Hi, Aubrey and Debbie are dangerous, the co-wrong three, which, you know, got Aussie thinking. Not really that hard, I guess, to do that. But anyway, <laughs> but like, it's, 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 yeah, it was just, it was so good the way she was scrambling and doing that. One, one thing that I know, I think uh, Nick and, uh, uh, Nick was telling me off air, so I'm thinking of Colin, that's the other guy who hosts his show, Ben, I know, who's involved in the Aussie <laughs> Network. Um, and Billy were talking about the other week, they were saying that a problem with Sandra, she didn't have a... A nemesis, I guess, this season. She obviously had Johnny yeah. Fairplay, Pearl Islands, Russell Heroes vs. Villains. Does that is that a weird way of working against her? Because I, I guess Sandra kind of does work very well when she's got that one person she's constantly going after. Well, I don't know. I mean, like JT kind of was it, but she she got him out. I mean, even though they weren't like super nemesis, you know. Mm. Um, I don't know. I mean, she just. It blows my mind how you've got a two-time winner that does not get voted out first. <laughs> yes. You know, they it, and it wasn't like she was being silent; she was calling the shots. Mm-hmm. So it just shows how masterful she is at the game and manipulating people. Because, in my opinion, two-time winner should have been the first person voted out. Yep, yep, and I. I com- and- that's just the logic there. Like, I mean, it's easy for us, and particularly someone like me, Tanya, who's never played the game, to always say, look, a winner should be the first person to go if you're playing on a season. But yeah. a two-time winner, the only one? <laughs> like, that is... Yes. The fact that I, she went to, I think, I, five tribal councils and it took her to a fifth one to get voted out is crazy. Yeah, I think Brian Corden, he was saying, he was talking about um, it's basically how stupid... It was that if, if they hadn't emerged or not merged but switched up the tribes, she probably would have been safe again tonight. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how safe the other team felt with keeping her there temporary. And, I mean, she should have been a huge target. And I appreciate the fact that Andrea and Ozzy and them were like, nope, we're getting her out. You know, I don't know who really stuck to their guns there because it was a little confusing with the whole tower deal. But whoever, you know, stuck to their guns, they they. That was a smart decision. Well, we got a lot of Zeke. We haven't seen a lot of Zeke at all this season. Finally, we, we get some screen time of him, and, and it did seem like he was a lot of the instigator behind that. But it's interesting with Zeke because, I mean, I think it was the first episode, wasn't it? He's like, oh, I'm such a fanboy. You know, there's Sari. I'm so excited. And, you know, he's such a fan of the game. You know, what are we, 16 days in? He can clearly switch yeah. that off and be like, oh, Sandra, screw her. We need to get rid of her. <laughs> exactly. Well, which is smart. It was, you know, it's funny because sometimes it does take a while for it to kick in the game, like mm-hmm. to feel more real. Because at first you're like trying to figure out everything, make a plan, and um, you know maybe it just got real for him. You know, like he was like, "Hey, I gotta, I gotta do something, or she's gonna win." But 
Um, I don't know. I thought it was interesting, too, like how Varner and him buddied up. Yeah. Um, it, it felt like Varner felt real safe with him. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of shocked that he didn't vote with Sandra and Varner. It's interesting with Varner because obviously Varner and Sandra are straight away on the bottom. And, and it, kind of Varner's one that we haven't seen a whole lot of, which is surprising because, you know, we got a lot of Varner on second chances. We got a lot of Varner on Australian Outback. And he's one that, you know, generally everybody loves Varner too. He's similar to Sandra. We want to see more of him. But, um, you know, it's just that little pair. I mean, I... I I, I think I probably speak for a large majority of the Survivor fans. We want to see Varner go far. We want to see Varner at least make the jury. I mean, two times, never made it. He's somebody who would be a perfect juror at the end if he doesn't make it to the end. So, as, yeah. as sad as we are, I mean, it was kind of a... If Sandra or Varner went home, it's kind of... You, you're disappointed you're losing one, but you're also glad the other one stays. So, as, as disappointed we are that Sandra's gone, at least Varner's still safe, at least this week anyway. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. And hopefully he'll you know, I guess kind of cling on to Ty and Zeke and make his own new alliance. Hopefully he'll figure it out. And before we talk about Ty, just got to quickly mention the, the way they handled Sandra's exit was fantastic. I love Prope's oh little uh, little speech, speech there, you know, in 94 Days of Survivor, you know, finally getting voted out. And then, you know, don't do it. And he hesitates. I love that little hesitation that Prope's is leading yeah. up to the moment. That's awesome. And then the round of applause, like, that's, that's great. And Sandra handled it with grace as well. Like, you know, she went out there. I mean, that's something that... I really, I respect that they did that with her because, I mean, she is, again, the only two-time winner. This was a pretty big moment, the fact that she finally got voted out. I I know we've had contestants in the past, say, like an Amanda or or, or Russell who had never been voted out and they finally got voted out. But, I mean, I think this was more of an occasion given, you know, she's a two-time winner, she's come back, I'm the queen, but, hey, here it is, she's finally been voted out. Yeah, exactly. And I, I like the fact they respected her. And, I mean, I think everybody out there knew, and I think she kind of appreciated the fact that they did consider her a huge threat because she knows how to play the game. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Now, Ty, what the hell was that, Tanya? Uh, (laughs) I was so confused. I'm so confused. He's a a weird player to analyze because I think we've mentioned before, Ty's kind of that guy who, that's who Ty is in person, in real life. He he can't separate his real-life person from the game. And there, there are plenty of people like that. Like, I mean, we're going on to Heidek and, and Sandra, you know, they've got an in-game persona and an out-of-game persona. They can switch it on and off. Ty just can't seemingly do that. That's just who he is. And yeah. the thing that just baffles me in this episode with him, he's he's got an idol. He finds another idol, which just happens to be in the same place as the other one, which I think hasn't happened maybe since China that they've left it in the same place. I don't know. Then... He's basically in a pretty good spot because it's obviously going to be Sandra. Yes, his name's been thrown out there just kind of as a decoy. He finds out, spills the beans. Okay, fair enough. You're going to be a bit panicked. He goes to tribal council and for whatever reason, he just digs himself a hole that he all of a sudden is whispering, oh, we should go after, like, I, I can't even comprehend. I don't know what you're thinking. You've played the game, Tanya. I, I mean, what what is he doing in that point? I, I was curious if it was almost a plot, though, because, you know, he he didn't vote Aussie, and obviously they didn't either. Like, do you think he did it on purpose? Do you think <sighs> they told him to? Like, I don't know. I'm really confused about it, to be honest. I'm confused he didn't play his idol. Well, this is the thing, like, if he did it on purpose, like, 
I mean, what's the end game with that? Because, I mean, you, you'd think we would see a little bit of that or, like, I mean, Ozzy looked shocked. It didn't look like he was kind of, like, going along with it. And I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I'm with you. Like, the, the fact of the matter is, if I'm Ty, and, again, it's easy for me to sit here and say it. I've never played the game. But he has two idols. He doesn't yes. even need to do that. All he, If he's that worried, he plays one of them. He still has another. To me, there is yes. there is no question what you would do in that situation and i don't i don't i've never met ty i've never had any interactions with him anything i say has got against him nothing personally but i just i'm just so baffled at why someone would do that and it's on a season called game changes to have somebody playing mm-hmm. so i want to say so stupidly i think that was just an absolute he's dug himself a massive hole if that was intentional like as you said Great, we're going to find out about that. But I don't think it is. And he's just fucked his game so badly for no reason. Uh, well, you know, I have met him, and I feel like he he's super sweet. And I feel like his title of, of game changer is not really that he changed the game. I think he was just a fan favorite. You know, mm-hmm. people really yeah. liked him. He's really sweet. He was really good at um, climbing trees and being resourceful. And, you know, I feel like for certain reasons he got picked – not really that he made game-changing moves, except for, like, well, he did kind of screw Jason and Scott on his season. <laughs> um, that was unexpected. But he's real wishy-washy, so I think he's really easy to get him to swing your way because he really doesn't know how to play the game. I don't think he's watched it very much. Yeah. And it was it's hard because I don't really know if it was planned or not, but it was really weird that he would tell her that. And then she was so confident in what she was going to do. You know, she was like, all right, guys. And she pointed at Ozzy and said, he's, you know, letting him know that he's targeting him but i don't know it was so weird it was really hard to read i'm not sure what happened at the tribal council to be honest yeah it would be i can't wait to hear what sandra says oh, absolutely and i mean i'd love to actually you know uh jason and all that what they're watching that episode i'm sure they were tweeting out <laughs> during it yeah probably. i mean he just yeah he just seems like such a sweet guy and i absolutely agree with you like a huge fan favorite i mean god he got seer on board i mean who out of all the 500 contestants can say they've got an australian pop superstar seer on their side giving yeah. them money but yeah, it's just as sweet and everything as he is. It's just kind of like it's you would it's, it's, you look at someone like Wu, who got a lot of criticism. He came back on second chances and necessarily wasn't you know popular with the fans. But Wu at least seemed to try to change what he did um, second time around. Yeah. Whereas Ty maybe has just gotten worse. <laughs> I think he's gotten worse. I do agree with that. He feels less confident. And why in the world he would vote Caleb out oh, beyond me? It's You have an absolute person that will go with you and you screw him. I mean, it, it's insane to me. But I think it's just he really hasn't watched the show much and maybe just doesn't have the confidence to go out on his own. He's more a follower than yeah. a leader. Yeah, yeah. I think we had the best quote in the very first episode. Uh, when he's with Brad Culpepper and they're looking about the goats and Brad turned around and says, oh, you know, why do we need a goat? We've already got Ty. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> that was that was a pretty good burn we've had this season. Uh, I mean, just, I mean, obviously we had the switch. Nuku, obviously new Nuku was Sandra, Andrea, Sarah, Ozzy, Zeke, Ty, Vana and Debbie now will join that. We'll get to her. But just quickly going through some of those people. So, I mean, we've, we've discussed Varna, Sandra, Ty, sort of touched on Zeke there a little bit. But, I mean, looking at Sandra, uh, sorry, Sarah, Andrew, and Ozzy. I mean, Ozzy, he, 
let's first of all say congratulations, Aussie. This week he's officially now the longest uh, player. Like he's played the most days in the history of Survivor. He uh, held that last week. He, he equaled Boston Rob's record of 117 days. If he's played three wow. days this week, he's now officially played 120 days of Survivor. He's now played the most days in the history of the show. Um, strange they never mention that, but um, we'll get yeah, to that with the returning strange. player because there was a rumour about who that returning player would be for that, but we'll get to that. I mean, what's your take on Aussie? I, I don't know if what even your opinion generally is on Aussie, if you're a, a, a fan or anything along those lines, but how are you seeing him playing this game fourth time around? I mean, I, I like him. I've met him. I think he's a cool guy. He's really good, you know, at surviving, but I don't know. I get tired of players playing all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, why didn't they just give Boston Rob a million dollars every time he played? They wanted him to win so bad. And I love Boston Rob, but for me as a fan, I have to say I don't like it. Mm. <laughs> because I feel like they let so many people have the same opportunities over and over and over. It's like they want them to win, you know, which is not a bad thing. I mean, he, he seems like a good guy. He probably needs the money, you know, but... I don't know. I just, um, you didn't see a lot from him this season either. I feel like it was funny. I think Andrea tweeted earlier about how she didn't want to leave um, the group, you know, when they merged over or whatever, they switched the buffs. Um, she said, all we did was uh, braid hair and watch Aussie fish. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that, like, he, he's a great leader as far as, like, helping around the camp and stuff like that. And in challenges, he's awesome. But, I don't know, we just don't see a lot out of him. It's hard for me to say, how is he really a game changer, even though he's really great at playing the game as far as, like, physical skills and helping out at camp. But what is he doing strategically? And I guess Tanati kind of showed it a little bit with the whole, yeah. we've got to get Sandra out. And I guess that was the first time I've really seen it this season. But, I don't know, I'd like to see some other people have opportunity. But, I mean, it's not like I don't like him, because I do. But It's interesting with Ozzy because... I guess it's kind of just this overall season with the the people we've got on it. But, I mean, Aussie's generally a person that always warrants a heap of airtime. This is this is the first time, actually, that Aussie has played on a full All-Star season, of course. You know, Cook Islands, he was a new player. Micronesia, it was 50-50. And, of course, South Pacific, it was him and coach. So, I mean, we've never really seen Aussie play with entirely returning players against, I guess that's kind of hampering his airtime slightly, which... Again, it's kind of a strange season, the fact that someone like Ozzy, who we're used to seeing a lot of, to say that he's yeah. not getting a lot of airtime. That would be like if Russell Hance came back, and we're not seeing much of Russell. Um, oh, my God. He was so mean on Twitter tonight. He was like... I haven't seen his uh, tweets. <laughs> oh, my God. He was talking about Sandra. He was like, well, of course he's glad she's voted out, but he's like, she should have stayed longer. She could have used a... Um, she could have lost a few more pounds. Oh, I mean, wow. Awful stuff, yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I, I looked at a couple of tweets, but I, I need to check out Russell's. But, wow, that's oh, interesting. Yeah, he is, he is very happy tonight that she is gone. <laughs> I, I just I want to see them getting into a Twitter war because I know Sandra's been using Twitter um, this season. So you know, if Fair Play joins in, just a massive Fair Play Hans Sandra battle that would that would work. Um, that would be awesome. It's I mean outside of Aussie, like yes, Sarah and Andrew. I mean I'm glad Andrew got confessionals this week. Andrew was I think. Andrew and Zeke, I think we were mentioning last week, were the two that we just didn't even know were playing this game. But, hey, well, they got airtime this week. Uh, again, take yeah. it, Andrew. Andrew's interesting. She's got this weird cult fan base, which I never understood until I kind of rewatched her seasons. I interviewed her. Andrew is great. She's super nice. She's doing so well for herself outside of Survivor now. I think she's, what, a People yeah. magazine or an e- some big correspondent yeah, she- interviewing the celebrities, and as you do. Yeah. 
doing great yeah. guns. But I mean, what's your take on Andrea? Let's let's start with her. Uh, you know, we're seeing a bit of her this episode, but yeah. you know, anything else there to add to her? Well, I've roomed with her at Give Kids a World, and she's a really nice girl. Um, I've you know, but I will say that I was a little shocked that she got selected. Um, just because she's not real vocal, you know, like I don't remember her doing anything dynamic to really, you know, change the game or whatever, but I, I, I kind of liked having her on there. You know, she's somebody that you didn't see a lot of, kind of like Sierra, you know, on her season, you didn't really see a lot of her, but now that she's on here again, I'm really liking it, you know, like mm. I, I'm seeing more of her, and Andrea's been very fierce in the competitions, like she's you know, pulls her weight. I don't know if you know, just in challenge, but she's always, you know, doing really well. So, um, I don't know. I'm kind of glad Andrea is back. Like she's a quiet person, but, um, I don't, I think she's in it to play this time. And it seems to be those type of people on these seasons though, that generally, that generally do well. I mean, you know, it's always the Amber situation. We go back to mm-hmm. all stars and, and everything along those lines. I mean, and obviously we've got Sarah on this on this tribe too. I mean, we kind of got that oh. weird, weird little bit last week, didn't we, with Sarah and Troy Zan, and now this week Sarah's kind of just in there talking about Sandra. I don't think we got a confessional from Sarah. It was only really right at the end and then Tribal Council when she was the one saying like, oh, you know, my vote's not completely made up. I mean, you, you're taking Sarah. She's questioned as to why she's on a season called Game Changers, but, I mean, she's, I guess, still there. No one's really looking at her as dangerous or anything. Yep, kind of like Vesepia, you know, that's mm. how she won. Nobody really thought much about her, and you stay under the radar, and, you know, sometimes people can say that, hey, that's a weakness, but is it? I mean, it's hard to stay quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, <laughs> when you're out there and you're cranky and you're tired, it's hard to just be quiet. So, um, I mean, I don't know. I'm liking seeing her on there, and I'm hoping that maybe we see a little bit more of her personality, you know, in the next few episodes. So hopefully we'll get to see some more from her. I think next week it's like Sarah versus Andrea or some weird little uh, flash thing we got there. So we'll see how that yeah. plays out. I just I've, I've gone to Russell's Twitter uh, actually now. Oh you you intrigued me. Uh, I yes. love it. He's, re- he's replying to a few people. Um, what is somebody here said? Somebody's written to Russell Hance and said, "You're ugly and never even won. So you should have just sat there and ate your food." So then Russell's replied, <laughs> "That's not what my mum says." Um, Okay. Um, but somebody's actually written here. I don't know if this is true or not. Uh, Devin Calloway says to Russell, just want to point out you were tied out, you were tied with Ty for the most immunity idols held across all your seasons. Five. What a world. Russell's replied, I had six. Just saying. Um, I saw that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, there's our, stati- our statisticians, if they're listening, I'd love to know if that's, that's true. Um, she, yeah, too bad she could lose a few pounds. Wow. Um, <laughs> I told you that one. You, you people rude. think I give a fuck with lots of uh, emojis. <laughs> Relax, you Sandra lovers. Lol. Sandra finally was playing the game, and that's what happens when she does. Sandra, you need to go back to as long as it's not me works better. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> he's, not, he's not bitter that he's not on, is he? No, no. It's, it's, it's interesting here. Uh, wow, Russell. Actually, the one the one tweet that I did write down, actually, I noticed Rupert tweeted out, I think, around about when Debbie went to uh, Exile Boat. I'm not calling it Exile Island. <laughs> yeah. He, he wrote, I know, it's- easiest survivor ever. Now, I, I look, 
I don't know about that. I mean, we did have a season where it was haves and have-nots. I mean, that was kind of easy compared to this. I mean, so what, she got a, a reward boat. But, I mean, as, as someone who yeah. is old school, Tanya, you played, I, I know there's always that conversation, like, you guys will say yes. the newer people have it easier, the newer people will say the older people had it easier. Uh, I mean, is, oh this, my God. is this, this I no wouldn't way. say this is the easiest survivor. I have to say it looks like the easiest. They have had so much food. <laughs> they have lots in camp. Uh, like in their camp, they have lots of setup, like hammocks or what you know. Like I mean, I feel like they have lots of luxury items that we did not have. I'm telling you, you ask the early season people, and we will tell you that. But have the new people back it up. How theirs is not as tough as ours? Because I'm telling you, we had nothing, and these people have food all the time. It's insane. I I just I am intrigued with Exile Boat. Um, I mean, it was... <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. Who wouldn't want to go to Exile? I was like, holy crap, that was awesome. I think I saw I think I think saw Candace tweeting to Jeff Probst, like, going off only my time on Exile Island was like that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting because I, I don't think any Survivor fan is excited for the return of anything with the word island in it. Um, yeah. You know, Exile, Redemption. It's, it's never been a fan favourite. This is kind of, you know, out of the blue. Let's let's shove them on Exile. I, I mean, I kind of liked the, the fact that it was a bit of a twist. Like, hey, here's a boat full of luxuries, um, which, you know, you're wondering, will Debbie uh, tell her tribe about? I mean, I guess she kind of rocked up to Tribal Council, probably all clean and fat and everything, as opposed to being yeah. dirty and, and trying to find everything else along those lines. But we've we got to talk about this, uh, Tanya. Uh, I know you mentioned about Cochrane. It, it was teased. It was teased like a returning player will come back to the game. And, you know, I, I sort of thought it probably just going to be one of the five that were voted out. Then um, I think the big rumour during the week came out that it could be Boston Rob because, you know, yeah, Aussie was... April gone. Fool's Day joke. Well, I, yeah. I noticed that too, but also I think people thought it was serious too because obviously with Aussie overtaking his record, they might think, well, here comes Boston Rob to congratulate him personally, which I guess uh, made sense. I know I mentioned last week on the show when we were throwing out options with Kelly... I said it will probably be someone like Cochrane just because he loves Jeff, Jeff loves him, and, hey, let's bring him back for whatever reason. Lo and behold, it's Cochrane. I'm calling this, Tanya. I, I, I'm sorry if you you met him and you're a fan of Cochrane. This, well, this was stupid. I'm sorry. This was ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, Cochrane, to me, is one of the most overrated winners of all time. And what purpose did he serve? I just I saw one tweet said that, um, Survivor just jumped the shark. I don't know. I'm not going that far. But, like, I'm sorry. I think this was this was terrible. Please change my mind, Tanya. Please tell me you liked this or something. I'm not going to, except the only part I liked about it was that awkward hug. That <laughs> was hilarious. He was just so <laughs> uncomfortable. And I did like how he was like, Debbie's not going to listen. I don't even know I'm here. You know, <laughs> she, she knows everything about everything. So, I mean, it, it was funny, but I agree. I thought it was really cheesy. I mean, I guess maybe if it had been somebody else that he really could have helped. I don't know. I mean, it, it wasn't my favorite thing, but it was a cool twist. I mean, I thought I thought it was cool. But I, yeah, I like the the idea of the twist because it gets you excited. Like who is who it is. I think it doesn't work on a season like this though. Like if it's an all newbie yeah. season. It's going to work differently. Because, like, I mean, uh, we were talking about this last week. Imagine if it was... Imagine if that's Sandra who's gone to Exile Boat. 
Like, Sandra doesn't give a shit who's going to be there. Like, this is Sandra. I'm the queen. Like, Cochrane, please. I mean, we lucked into it. It was Debbie. I mean, he's a woman who's met prime ministers and presidents, but she's starstruck (laughs) by Cochrane. (laughs) Oh, my God. The best tweet of the evening when Eliza was like, uh, she said something about it's too bad Debbie wasn't in that challenge. She could have pulled that boat by herself because <laughs> she's won all these like weightlifting competitions or something. I forget what she said. It was hilarious, but I was like, I was like that is classless. But yeah, she is something else. Last week's meltdown was just oh insane. Oh god, yes. I, I'm still happy the fact that uh, she used the word wanker, which as I you know that's such an Australian <laughs> word. We use that so much in Australia, and the fact that Cochrane actually uttered the word wanker that was kind of cool. Uh, I did like oh. Debbie before she went to Exile Boat. Like, uh, you know, I've been alone a lot myself, usually with a pony. I don't think there's going to be a pony on Exile. <laughs> you know. Wouldn't that have been great if there was a pony on Exile Ship? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Bring Cochrane in on a pony. <laughs> <laughs> I would have accepted that if Cochrane rode in on a pony, okay? Me too. <laughs> Me like, too. I think... Uh, I think oh. you need to Photoshop some pictures of him riding on a pony. <laughs> on a pony. I just... And, like, like Fabio. Oh, and, yes. Like, Fabio. And she's coming up to hug him. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I just, I just, I mean, look, I was a, I was a Cochrane fan in South Pacific. I, you know, I rooted for him that. But, you know, I just... Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to Cochrane bash. I don't want to be that person. But I just think it was just really a, a terror... Like, it was a good twist, but they just executed it poorly and like if this is a thing they're going to be doing in the future like let's bring back an ex-contestant like i i saw an article where they were kind of guessing who it might be and like obviously you know boston rob was on that list and they actually had some pretty valid points like one of them they suggested it could be earl cole you know he was from fiji he won fiji he was an exile island you know he lived there for so long like he could bring that person some help that kind of made sense um, and, you know, another one they sort of mentioned, like, could it be Monica Culpepper? Like, the person who's sent to the island will have a loved one yeah. visit them as, as moral support, and we've already got a lot of Monica references, so it could be Monica. I mean, look, I think I'm the only person in the world who is a Monica Culpepper fan, besides Brad. So I would have loved that, but, like, you know, I, I think from an overall perspective, analysing it outside of my love, it still would have been pretty bad. But, yeah, I, I, I hope... Cochrane isn't going to be a reward every season now, you know. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Unless he rides on a white horse. Exactly. Pony pony riding Cochrane is fine, Jeff, if you're listening. Um, we, the, the little, uh, the advantage, though, that she was given, I mean, this was, I like this twist. Uh, you know, she got to choose between three. Obviously, it was a fake idol kit, an extra vote, or her tribe gets an advantage. It's the next challenge. She chose the extra vote. Um, I mean, what would have you chosen, Tanya? Give me the options again. So you you could have had a a fake idol kit, make a fake idol. We're going to call oh, that yeah, the yeah, Bob yeah. Crowley kit, um, the extra vote, or the that's the Dan Foley uh, memorial vote, and the tribe advantage, which is just a survivor staple, really. <laughs> I I thought she made the right choice actually. Yeah, like I agree. She, the fake idol is dumb. I'm sorry, I don't like it, and I think it's played out. So the fact that did, she, did it say how long she has to use the extra vote? Um, I don't think we got the specific rules. I would guess it generally goes down to like the final five or final four, does it not? Um, from memory, probably. Yeah, I think so. I mean, of course, we never had all that stuff, but I, I think so. Um, but yeah, it was funny because when they were going over that, I couldn't hear what all three of them were. So that's why I was asking you to repeat it because I was like, <laughs> I, mean, I only caught the two. I, I didn't you're, hear the. You're last still losing it, Cochrane. Why is Cochrane on an exile boat with Debbie? Yeah. <laughs> 
what's happening? But um, but anyway, I thought I thought the one she picked was smart because if she had picked that fake idol, I was like, no, like played out. But um, no, I definitely would have picked the the extra vote. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how she uses it too because I well we had it with Dan in Worlds Apart. Did we have it again? I think we did have it again at some point, didn't we? Um, maybe, but. <laughs> We're going to get people tweeting us going off at us, but hey, cool, we love Survivor. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out, and it's going to be. I mean, the fact that yeah, Debbie's now going back to to Nuku, uh, you know, back with Ty. This is going to be the first time she's actually been with Ty. No, she was with Ty and Mana, of course she was. Uh, and on Nuke, she's been retired the whole time, Ben. What a stupid thing to say. But um, it's kind of just... It's hard because they've switched around so They much. have. I'm losing it. I'm, I'm just glad we lost uh, the green tribe to, to Vu. I could never pronounce their name, Tanya. So at least they've given me the two <laughs> tribes I can say their name. But how, how do you think Debbie's going to fit back in? I mean, she's obviously got no Brad. Uh, one one positive moment I will say for Cochrane, he gave a pretty decent Brad Culpepper impersonation. Um, but... <laughs> How, how's Debbie going to fit in uh, back with the Nuku gang? I don't know, because she's just awkward, period. I think she's, you know, she knows everything. She's done everything. So she, <laughs> you know, it's hard for people to accept her because she's always going to be, you know, that kind of exaggerator that gets on people's nerves. However, that could play in her favor, too, because, you know, they know she can't win. So they could keep her for that reason. So it could work in her favor, and it could work against her. But I was happy she wasn't with Brad Culpepper because I think that maybe could help him. I thought I kept thinking, man, if she's on their team, it is not going to be good. <laughs> it's it's interesting, kind of. I mean, you know, even joking about Cochrane's Brad impersonation, just obviously. You know, Debbie's throwing Brad under the bus, and of course Cochrane's like, "Oh, well, look, I remember watching Brad. He was not very good." And so, like, that's just the general perception of Brad. Of course, Cochrane hasn't been watching this game. Brad's kind of yeah. been, I guess, the one that really has changed a lot of minds. I mean, we can talk about Mana now, but I mean, if if you had to kind of look at everybody out there this season and the fan perception and just kind of how they're playing the game, I, I would argue it's Sandra and Brad who have been the two that have changed it up the most um and i mean brad is an interesting one because a lot of people weren't happy that brad's back i'm one of the ones that's happy that he's back i'm a brad fan i keep saying that every week but i'm going to keep saying it and he has changed i mean he's not he learned how to count uh let's first of all point that out he he seems to be socially aware uh he discovered this week that he was a man um, so <laughs> just had to throw that one in there. Him and Troy's and a man. Thanks, Brad. Uh, I mean, what's your take on Brad? How, how do you think he's going? I like Brad. I do. I think that you're right. I think he got a bad rap on the first season, so it's nice to kind of see him without Monica and just on his own how he plays the game. I love him and Sierra. Like, mm-hmm. they're my favorite little duo. Like, I really enjoy them. I think they... Um, work well together, and now that he's kind of pulled Troy's in, it looks like into it. I love it. I mean, those three are strong players, and you know that would be kind of cool because they're underrated. So I always root for underdogs. So mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. If he can keep his mouth shut, he'll do good. You know, like it, he does have a temper, but I thought he handled Debbie great. Like even though she wouldn't listen to him, I thought that you know he was trying. It just it just reminded me so much of Philip and Brandon in Caramoan. Uh, you know, you've got this one person sort of going off at another person based almost on their reputation from another season. 
and yet, you know, Philip seemed to just take it a little bit and, and Brad seemed to take it a little bit. It's just kind of like we just didn't have Jeff Probst rubbing Debbie's shoulders uh, at the end of it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, now Brad's away. I mean, it's kind of this, I mean, Mana, so the split there, we've always got Aubrey, Michaela, Brad, Saree, Haley, Troyzan, and Sierra. And it's an, it's an interesting kind of split because we've got three uh, from Mana in Brad, uh, Haley, and Sierra, we've got the two to Green Tribes, three in Troyzan, and obviously Aubrey and Michaela from Nuku. Uh, I mean, I, I like the little Brad Troyzan kind of uh, duo there. I mean, again, I feel like uh, I'm in the very slim minority before all of this season who was excited that both Troyzan and Brad are returning. Um, and you know, I, I love Troy Zan. I have to say that, like, I've known him for years, and he is an awesome person. And as Kelly and I were talking about last week, Tanya, that long hair is just looking amazing. Uh, that's yeah. grown out, and he, like that confessional of him on the beach, the long hair. We're talking about Fabio on a horse. When is he Troy Zan riding in on a horse? That would that I, I would turn for that. That would be awesome. <laughs> even even Todd the other day was like, "Man, he's in great shape," you know. Mm. And I'm like, "He really is." Like for you know. It's it's hard after you get forty years old, you know, to be in great shape. And he's fifty four. He he's fifty. How that's is what he fifty four? He looks amazing. <laughs> I don't know. He looks. That's what we were talking about. That he was in his young fifties. But um, I mean, it's hard enough at forty to keep your shape. He looks amazing, and just I don't know. I'm excited for him. I think he deserved another chance, and he's just a good guy. And he, I mean, his job is what most people would die for. He, you oh. know, shoots. Photography of uh, Sports Illustrated models. I mean, he's just a cool dude. <laughs> it's I, I always say it like I mean, he must wake up every morning. Oh, gotta go to work. Gotta go to a beach. Gotta take pictures of women in bikinis. Oh, what a terror! You know, does he I ever complain about Mondays? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> he's the opposite. Okay. It's Monday. You gotta go to work. You know, stuff the weekend. Um, I, I mean, it's 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 interesting because obviously, you know, all jokes aside, Brad and Troyzan are the only men on this tribe, and I, I love Troyzan's paranoia about the fact that you know, on one world, I was screwed over by an all women's alliance. It's, it's completely true, and I, I mean, look, I'm a similar to your season, Tanya, with Thailand. I'm a huge one world fan. I'm a huge one world defender. So any reference to one world, I get excited. But just the fact that, yeah, you know, he's kind of got himself in this situation, but of course, he's got that idol. You know, he's kind of got a calm Brad Culpepper, which is interesting. I mean, we didn't really get a whole lot from Mana this episode besides this sort of connection, similar to what we got last week, I guess, with Sarah and, and Troyzan. I mean, if we're filling in the dots, like, I mean, Troyzan's kind of involved in these subtle little alliances that are just getting a bit of screen time, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, do we, is this where we read into this? Is this where we read the edit, Tanya? I don't know. I don't know. I mean... It's hard to tell because he's kind of like Andrea, you know, you're saying he's under the radar. You don't see much. You don't really know what's going on. It's I don't know. It's a hard read for me on him. Mm. Uh, also, I mean, on this tribe, Aubrey got some screen time this week purely because she was on the outs after that vote last week with JT. But, you know, she's saved. Uh, I guess we'll go through these people individually. Anything to add on on Aubrey? I mean, she's really one that I, I'm surprised we haven't seen a lot of because, I mean, she did so well on Ko Rong. Uh, she was a fan favourite as well. Many people argued she should have won instead of Michelle, but I'm not getting into that debate. But, like, she is really not getting as much airtime as perhaps I thought. I, I agree. I feel like she's not either, and it's weird. Like, when they showed her, too, she kind of showed, like, weaknesses, which you didn't really see, you know, in the season before. So, I don't know. It, I, I don't know if she's just not playing a strong game because maybe she 
doesn't know. I don't know. I, I can't figure it out. I haven't figured her out yet. We've, we've got dear old Michaela. We love Michaela. Um, I mean, we didn't really get any airtime. <laughs> Sugar. Sugar. Uh, we don't have her with a cup of coffee just sitting there. Uh, oh have, you, have you had the opportunity to interact with Michaela yet, or is it you haven't had that chance because you haven't been to a, a reality event since her season? Yeah, I haven't. So I, I don't know, but I, I like her athleticism. Uh, but she, everybody has posted how they didn't like her. You know, well, not everybody, but a lot of people have. And for JT to say that, I have to put some stock in it because he's a great guy. And I found that shocking that a lot of people were saying that that I respect in the game. That made me feel like maybe you're we're not really seeing the true Michaela. So she's kind of like one of these ones who we get a very sort of positive, as we're saying, a positive edit for somebody with her character. But like it, it's kind of like that fan yeah. favorite edit. She's always going to have the fans, but perhaps she's not exactly what we we see on camera, so to speak. That's what I'm thinking because you know, and maybe she doesn't, you know, obviously behave like a Russell Hance would. Maybe it's just more subtle things. But for as many people to have you know, kind of tweeted and put on social media about how awful she really was. I think even Varner might have said something um, last week. You know, it makes me believe that there's something to her that rubs people the wrong way. The thing with Mikaela, I kind of find her similar to Ty. Like, I don't think she's... I, I mean, Ty, I guess, is a fan of Survivor, but I, I think Michaela kind of had never really seen it from what I kind of got, and she didn't really know too much mm-hmm. about the game. And, I mean, we got a lot of that earlier in this season, didn't we, with kind of what she was saying, and she was even questioning her role as a game changer. But, uh, I, I mean, I think the difference between her and Ty is that Michaela does it in an entertaining way that gains her fans that I don't think the fans really give a shit that she doesn't know how to play the game, whereas Ty's just frustrating. (laughs) Yeah, he is. He is frustrating. And she is so competitive that even though she doesn't really know kind of um, from a logical standpoint of what she needs to be doing, she is so competitive that she wants it enough that you want to root for her. I mean, I even root for her, even though... I, I think, wow, she must rub people the wrong way and maybe a pain in the ass to deal with. <laughs> I feel like, you know, there's good things about her too. So, and her drinking that sip of her drink at Tribal last week was hilarious. <laughs> yes. That was awesome. And, and no disrespect to Michaela. I'm not saying this because I want her to lose, but you kind of also want to get her voted out in a blindside just so she can give that amazing reaction again. Like, was that you? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And she, she does have great nonverbal. Like, oh, she, yeah. Oh my gosh, her eye rolls and she's know, a new she Eliza. She's a new Eliza. She oh, yeah. brings those facial oh, that's expressions. So true. Yep. That's so true. She's very expressive, like Eliza. That's true. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, Sari, like again, like going back to kind of the Aussie situation. He's this, you know massive game changer like you can't argue that Sari Fields is not a game changer you know such arguably top three greatest player never to have won the game many people argue the greatest player never to have won the game and we saw so much sort of in that first bit of episodes with Aussie and kind of her just even wheeling and dealing but here she is again we're just not seeing Sari I mean are you a similar wavelength with Sari in terms of what you're saying about Aussie that here she is again or yes you you are yeah she she's a sleeper this season. Like I mean, I feel like what she in in this season is a little bit different. Like I'm tired of seeing her to be honest, because mm-hmm. I think she it's like how many times do they get to play? And maybe that's just me from only getting to play once. But <laughs> it's annoying to me. I'm gonna throw it out there because you know, and not just for me, but for people like Nalia who I adore. You know, there's lots of people. Brian Hoddick, There's lots of people that I would like to see given a chance. Um, but maybe because this season is so full of 
people that are really vocal and really good, maybe that's why she's not gotten a lot of airtime. But so far, I find her kind of like in a sleeper mode, you know, like there's not much going on. And at least with Ozzy, you see his skills and what he brings and contributes. With her, I haven't really seen anything. Well, she's she's one that you, like, we saw a flash of it, I think, in that first episode. I think when she called out Ty with the whole, like, she does it so well. But, like, yeah, she's one yeah. you really need to see in a situation where she's got to make strategy because that's what she does mm-hmm. so well. She's so good at roping people in and manipulating. And, I mean, I it's kind of like Heroes of feeling she was taken out very early due to the idol play. But, I mean, I've always said if I'm on a tribe with Sandra, Tony, and Sari, I would take out Sari even over Sandra just because I would see... You? Absolutely. I just, I feel that she's, if you've got that opportunity, you take her out just because she's so dangerous and able to escape from situations. And, and like Sandra, like, mm-hmm. I don't think we really saw a lot of that until maybe this episode in this season. Um, yeah. But yeah. I, 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 would, say, I would be going Sandra after Sari. Yeah. Sandra this season, I would do her and then, then Sari and then Tony, but. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I just, I, I want to see more of Sari. I, I'm big fan of Sari. And I mean, I guess in, in your, <laughs> we're seeing a lot of her. It's a fourth time, but um, it's you know on, on this specific season, um, we're we're not getting there. I mean, outside of that, uh, Haley and Sierra. Uh, I mean, you touched on Sierra a little bit there. Obviously, with her working with Brad, she, she's she's got the the advantage, which I think. Uh, what are we now down to fourteen people? So she can use it in a vote's time. Uh, I like she's there and thereabouts. Uh, seeing a little bit more of a different side of her than we saw in Worlds Apart. And obviously we've got Haley, who was also in Worlds Apart. I mean, anything really to add on, on, on the duo of Haley and Sierra? Well, Haley, I'm not... I'm, I'm kind of feeling the same thing with her, like, sleeper mode. I don't know. I just Some people don't feel that way. Like, they feel like she's talked a lot. But I feel like she's just been lucky that the votes have had a, have come down to a situation where people needed her. Um, but... I don't know. I for some reason it's not that I'm sure she's a nice girl. It's just in this game, she to me is one that I would you know think would be an easy vote out if when the time comes. But Sierra is a different story. I think she's awesome. I think she brings a lot. Like she's got a great attitude. She contributes to everything they do on the team. Um, so for me, I'm definitely a Sierra fan, and I'm hoping she makes it far. Haley, not so much. Not. Not anything personal, just, you know, it's, again, just from yeah. gameplay. I mean, it's kind of going back to that sort of that Amber scenario with Haley. Like, I mean, she's just she's just there kind of, and we're seeing a little bit of her. And she's, she's still the, the difficult one to really put in a game changer um, mode. Uh, and again, no disrespect yeah, to Haley. I didn't get that at all, yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's weird, but you just, you just, I just feel so much with her that, She's got to go deep in this game, just because, as you said, like she's just there. No one's really noticing her. I mean, you're on. You got this tribe. I mean, if Mana lose next week, again, Ceres there, Brad's on there, Troy's and like these people who are you would assume like who's going to automatically go after Haley unless it's you know a down to an alliance thing. You know, I mean, I agree. She's just and that will work into her favor, and that's 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 a good thing for Haley and Haley fans because th- there's no reason for to, to her be targeted. I mean, it was going back to like as yeah. you're saying about the Caleb vote. That's kind of when she's. Targeted, but now as we get into this meaty part of the game, we're going to have a merge soon. You know, people are really going to be targeting the big guns again. I only see Haley being targeted anytime soon if it's down yeah. to an alliance thing. I agree, I agree because she a lot of people will want to use her and she doesn't really have her own alliance, so they'll just be trying to pull her 
and I think she's easy to persuade, even though she's a lawyer, I think, um, she seems easy to persuade because she doesn't really have anybody, you know, that she trusts, so it's kind of like whatever will make her get further in the game, she'll go with that. I find it so fascinating, and I've talked about this a lot, but, like, we go back a few episodes when they were mentioning the the Co-Rong connections and how Sierra sort of had that uh, tribal council where she's basically like, Haley and I were in the same season, but uh, we don't talk. We, we have no connection at all. And, again, this is coming from the Dirty 30 season. Sierra played yeah. that so well. I do not, for one, believe any aspect of that. I mean, again, you've hung out with members of the Dirty 30. I've met Sierra. I've met Mike. I've seen how close these guys are in their interactions on social media, Haley and Sierra, are, I think they're playing this kind of well to put this fact out there. Oh, we're not close at all. Yeah, absolutely. And I heard they have the same tattoo. Oh. So maybe a bunch of people got that from their season, but still, you don't just have a same tattoo and not be connected. I mean, maybe they don't talk outside the game. Like, you know, I don't talk to everybody on my season outside the game. But that doesn't mean if I weren't on an island with them, I wouldn't go to them right away. You know, yeah. like I may not try to be acting like I'm going to, but let's say Erin, for instance, you know, I don't talk to her very frequently. I'm on Facebook, you know, and see her every now and then on there. But if I saw her on the island, you better believe that I'm going to, whether we, you know, display it or not, we're going to have a connection. And I think, I mean, maybe this will be a thing. Maybe they show us that kind of throw our line because this will be something that will build up, that they are deliberately underplaying yeah. this and that that's working into their favour because you can't have an all-returning player season or any returning player season and not have that under, you know, that hidden, I guess, uh, pre-game alliances and things like that. I mean, it's littered throughout Survivor history, the pre-game alliances and these players talk. I mean, as you were just saying, you're, you're on Facebook, you talk to these people. I'm sure, Tanya, if you're on the radar to be on a season and, you know, there's a whisper that Erin is on your season or there's a whisper that Ty is or something like that, people are going to be sending messages. And well, people were sending me messages to see if I was going on, so it- I know they do it. And it was some people that didn't make it that they were talking to. So they, we definitely do that. It's just, it, I mean, it's always going to be that. And I, th- I think a lot of people complained about that. I remember during all stars, like, Oh, this is unfair. You know, this blah, blah, blah. But I think it just adds such a good element to the game. It, it, it adds something unique to these returning player seasons. And, you know, I mean, going back to Sandra, sort of mentioning about the Korong 3, like, she's aware of it. Um, and, you know, I can't imagine that someone like Sari on this tribe is not going to be aware of the fact that they've worked together. I mean, Sari, obviously, it was held over her head on Heroes vs. Villains with, with Amanda and Parvati, you know, because obviously they had that Micronesia connection. So, mm-hmm. I, I hope this comes out more, I guess, and, and played into it more, because if Sierra and Haley are, are doing this weird underlying alliance, and whether or not it's even shown in the game, maybe it's something that we'll learn about once they're both out of the game. I think that's, that's, that's incredibly clever, and the fact that both of them are underplaying it, I mean, that's just got to work to their advantage. Well, that would be awesome if that ends up happening because that would be something that was unexpected. So maybe, who knows? Yeah, it's it's interesting. Who I'm just trying to think now from Thailand, like if, you know, I mean, that would just be an awesome season tenure if you're out there and Aaron's out there. I mean, I'm going to get excited for anyone from, <laughs> from Thailand. I mean, who, who I guess, out of all the people from your season that maybe you d- haven't spoken to in a long time, who would you go out there straight away and not want to work with again on, on Tyler? Would it be Brian just because of how, how he is? Or no, would you want to get one up on him? No way. No, I would definitely want to go up on him because I think <laughs> I, I know enough about him, like now that I've seen the season, you know, and I've lived through it, that I know how he is in the game mode, even though it's not personal. So, I, you know, I would definitely be more strategic with him. But I, there, I don't think there's anybody from my season I wouldn't want to play with. 
Hmm. I'm just I'm just thinking like um how that would go. I, I know if you ended up on a season with Brian and you ended up voting him out, I probably wouldn't get you on the show for about a season, so I'd be upset. Um, <laughs> I'm like, screw you, Tanya. You know. <laughs> what if he voted me out? Oh, I'd be fine with that because he's Brian. He's allowed to vote anyone out. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, this call got disconnected. <laughs> I'm losing you. I'm losing you. Um, I mean, just let's think. Who? I mean, who could we? Win? Stephanie Dill has she ever been on the radar to come back to play a second time? <laughs> I doubt it. She's like, she's an introvert now. I mean, she just kind of sticks to herself. I mean, I don't know. She she probably would go back if they asked her. I guess I just don't really see it. When was the last time you spoke to Stephanie? That would be a that would be interesting. Like when she was on Facebook, I talked to her. Gosh, just like a year or two ago. So not not super crazy long time. Is it is it anyone you just haven't heard from in forever? Hmm. I know we've talked about this before, but I'm just always intrigued. You know, I love your season. So yeah, no, like. You know, Ted, Gandhi, them I keep up with on Facebook, and Jan and Helen and Brian, obviously. I see Brian the most. Um, Jed, I've talked to him, you know, throughout What about Sheanne? Sheanne, I mean, we when we got her on the show, yeah. she was a bit of a tough one to track down, but she doesn't seem to be that active out there in the, the social media world. Oh, no, she is. Um, she, In fact, I was talking to her on Facebook the other day. I was telling her, um, we were talking about Tylee, and she may go back, and I was telling her about... She asked me the names of some of the locations that we went to and we were voted out, and I was showing her pictures of my hotel and stuff that we all stayed in, and she's like, I'm going to go back there, you know, so we, we actually just chatted the other day, actually. Oh, there you go, there you go. Oh, just, just yeah. It still makes me happy. To, I don't know, it's just a Survivor fan in me that you guys still talk after all these years. Like, I remember one of the, the, the happiest, weirdest, happiest moments I ever got from doing Survivor Oz was I think one of the first times I interviewed uh, Tina Wesson to find out that her and Colby still email each other. Like, that's kind that's of cool, awesome. like, after all these years, you know? <laughs> It is cool, and like you know, like me and Big Tom still hang out. Like yep. Me and Aaliyah hang out. Like just people that you kind of grew up with in the game, and especially like some of the newbie seasons, we hang out together. You know, we genuinely like each other and um, have a relationship. So it's it's fun to get together and kind of catch up. Well, well, thanks to you, I can always officially say I've uh, had uh, Mexican bought for me by Big Tom, uh, so thank you for that. <laughs> and I can also say, thanks to you, I learnt the fantastic pleasure of the song Alcohol and Ass by... Um, oh, my God, that thanks to yeah. Todd. Mom. Yeah, thanks, Todd. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and you, I mean, you introduced me to the wonderful world of that fantastic Japanese room. We're talking about this off air. Oh, um, my gosh, Motos. Motos. Yeah, I was going to say, give them a plug, please, if you're in, yeah. if you're in the Tri-Cities area in Tennessee. See, go to Moto's. <laughs> yeah, this is an awesome Japanese restaurant, a little hibachi grill. It's so yummy. Oh, so good, so good. Uh, we're going to get to some listener questions now, Tanya. We've got a couple sent in. And as always, people, if you're listening, want to send in some questions for our Survivor recaps, any other episodes, hit us up on Facebook. You can email us, the Oz Network at hotmail.com, and uh, check out our social media so you know who's coming up in terms of our recap guests on our Survivor recaps. Now, first one here, uh, this one from somebody called Orlando Gill. Now, they've initially sent this one in Spanish and I have translated this because I, I can't speak Spanish, Tanya. I went to Mexico and I struggled. <laughs> um, and I'm going to butcher this because I'm going to say it in Spanish and then say the translated version. So, Orlando says, Eres preciosa mi amor, which translates apparently to, You are beautiful, my love. So, Oh, sweet. <laughs> what was his name? Orlando okay, Gill. 
Thank you, Orlando. There you go. Thank you, Orlando, for that. And uh, please, people, send them in in different languages and you can hear me butcher your favourite language. Um, <laughs> <laughs> last question here, and you're going to know who this is from, uh, our good old friend Jimmy, Jimmy Kernowine from Sydney. Aww. We don't even need to introduce Jimmy. Just No, Jimmy's awesome. Jimmy's the best. And thank you, Jimmy, for yeah. Sydney last week. That was fun. Uh, he says, as much as I am enjoying how this season is playing out, I wish that CBS would bring back some of the old school players. I think a lot of us would yes. agree with that, Jimmy. Uh, how do you think, is a similar topic, how do you think Brian Hardick would go if he was cast on this season? You know what? I don't think people would find him a threat because it's been so long since he's been out there. And, you know, think about Michaela and Ty and some of these people who have not even watched it and probably even Brad Culpepper. I mean, that was a long time ago. Um, for them, like, unless you were just a really big Survivor fan, they might not even know how he played the game, and he is so good. He's like Sandra at making you feel comfortable and just, like, he was like a brother to me out there. He's very manipulative, too, and he wins you over with his personality, and he's very non-threatening. So I actually think Brian could, you know, do really well. I just have to add this bit here because this bit gets me very excited, uh, Tanya. I might have to step away here for a moment because uh, Jimmy adds, it would have been <laughs> epic to see him play against Tony Vlakos. That would be the greatest thing ever, to see Brian and Tony on a season. We're an alliance. How good would that be? Tony and Brian alliance. Oh, I got. I don't know if I should spill this or not. Spill it, spill it. So, Come on, spill it. You've got okay, to say it now. Okay. I, I got, this is good for you, Jimmy. I got a gossip for you. So whenever... I told you me and Sandra sit together at Hearts mm-hmm. and... Um, when we were sitting together, she was talking about they were trying to do an all-winner season. And she's like, I need to get a hold of Brian Haddock. Can you help me? And I actually hooked those two up, and then Brian wow. came the next year. Wow. So I actually gave her his phone number, and Todd Herzog and her, they oh, were going to – Stop they, it. Nobody will expect this. <laughs> yeah, so they were actually going to team up with Brian. You're getting me too excited. Um, that Ooh, That story. is – Wow. Story. And I felt, I felt cool because I hooked them all up. I'm like, Yeah. So, yeah, it's a true I'm, story. If we ever get all winners and we end up with, like, a Final Four alliance and it's, it's Brian, it's Todd, oh it's Sandra, gosh. let's throw in Kim Spradlin. Um, I mean, I'm done. That's uh, it. I win at life. I'm, I'm happy. I'm set. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um, I've, peak, I've peaked at life. <laughs> maybe, maybe they'll fly us in or put us in on a white pony and we can yeah. get them in the back. <laughs> yes, or, we, or we can just massage them or something. <laughs> yes. I, I would I would I would just want to be like some sort of camera assistant to be there to witness it and you can be in the yes. pony massaging them or something. We, like we just that. came to bring you food on our pony. Yes. yes. Oh, that is epic. Wow. Oh, just these thoughts, <laughs> my God. Like seriously, just just oh, I need to I need to calm down. Thanks, Jimmy, for yeah, the so- question he also yeah, so, he yeah sorry go ten yes you please talk yeah so he, he gets some dirt out of it yeah so they absolutely were wanting to work together so hopefully they don't end up on a season and i've just pulled it for them but um but yeah like i tried to help them hook that up so that if it happened they could have an alliance so see it definitely happens you you form up even before you know if you're going to get on or not there you go jimmy send those questions in if we get reveals like that he also adds at the end of that i should say tanya see you in orlando in august Oh, <laughs> I love him. He spoils us. He brings us those uh, Tim Tams. He does. And look, I, I even admit I didn't bring you Tim Tams. So, look, you know, Jimmy's got one up on me. So, um, I didn't bring Thank you anything. You. I'm a horrible Australian. God, 
that's okay. We we have tons of junk food at our house. We're yes. Good. Well, you know, just take me to Japanese restaurants. I, I'm I'm down. There you go. Um, there you go. this has been a lot of fun, Tanya. It's always great to get you on the show. Uh, and look, you're always welcome back, and we appreciate it. And thank you so much. And I hope we can uh, enjoy the rest of this season. And uh, again, we'll get you back on maybe in person next time. Who knows? Sounds good. And to everybody listening, we'll be back next week for another Survivor Game Changes episode. Check our website to see who will be that guest. And in the meantime, remember to subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us, leave us feedback. We're also on Stitcher now, so you can do the same on there as well if you use an Android device rather than an Apple device. You have those options out there. But until we next speak again, thank you for your company here on the Oz Network, and we will speak to you very shortly. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.